This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Hey, and joining me right now is my friend and automotive journalist, BJ Colleen, with some automotive news. The New York Auto Show is going on. Uh, Brian Moody's going to be on at the bottom of the hour from Auto Trader. He's in New York at the Auto Show right now. Supposed to have Tim Kaniskis, the president of Dodge, on in the second hour because there's so much controversy swirling around this new Dodge Demon 170. There are people, believe it or not, BJ, welcome to the show. There are people that are offering the new Dodge Demon for 2023 at $500,000 over window sticker dealerships. <laughs> Whoa. And that's so, crazy. yeah, he had to put out, you know, like a. A letter, you know, to all the dealers, and I. So we'll get we'll get all that from him. But you know, there's only going to be 3,300 of them, 3,000 for the U.S., 300 for Canada, and I believe they've already taken orders for like almost all of them. And they've only it's only been a couple of weeks since they even uh, showed this to the world, and then they just opened up ordering about a week or so ago. And uh, I have to admit, I'm trying to get one myself. I mean, a thousand and twenty-five horsepower. But so he's going to talk about all the kind of the ins and outs of that. I believe it's the end of an era with this vehicle, and that's why everybody's just clamoring to get one. So, anyway. Which goes to show you that people don't want the ice to go away. They don't want the internal combustion engine to go. Right. They just don't. We're not ready for full electric vehicles, even though it's being shoved down our throats. But now that you mention it, before we talk about some of the cars at the auto show, I do want to bring that up because Carlos Tavares, who is one of the executives at Stellantis, which is, you know, the parent company of Dodge and Ram and, and Jeep and all the old Chrysler things. Right. He spoke at a panel for the Freedom of Mobility Forum in Detroit. And it's interesting because he really is questioning the premise that EVs are going to be more affordable, number one, because he said the raw materials are scarce and expensive. And he thinks that we're going to have trouble finding lithium because we need a lot more lithium to build more of these electric vehicles, but we don't necessarily have the capability and the resources to create this type of lithium. So it's mm. going to be interesting to see what happens here because people are like, you know, this is great. EVs are wonderful, but we can't build them. We don't have the resources. And so it's just, it's crazy that everybody's decided to throw all their eggs in the basket, but I'm seeing more and more, and I'm sure you are as well, oh, yeah. that some of the manufacturers are going, Hey, you know what? Let's hold. Let's back off a little bit and start to look at hydrogen a little bit more. Yeah. And Ford is starting to do it, and Toyota's doing it. And it's really interesting how, you know, with the current regime forcing the electric vehicles, everybody's going, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let's let's look at some other alternatives." Even all, you know, fuel, synthetic fuel that Porsche is researching also for racing and other things. So there are other examples besides just electric vehicles. It's it's crazy how everybody just gets so so single focused on something that isn't always necessarily best for the world. So. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, we, you know we are unquestionably in some uh, very different, strange times, and when you know that you have to get the products 
you know, or at least the materials for the products from unfriendly nations and some of them at war with each other and things, that's maybe not the right way to go. But by the way, did you hear the news of the day of why they indicted Trump? They finally, you know, they didn't want to talk about the 30 different uh, things they had on him. One of them, they, they unsealed one. The dirty, rotten guy, he cut off uh, a tag off of a mattress in 1996. He needs to go to jail. Oh yeah. Roman jail. It's, it's, it's wrong. We'll take a break. Be right back. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Wow! I feel good. Yes, so do I. I feel good. BJ Colleen is on the radio here with us talking about uh, what's going on in the automotive universe. Uh, the New York Auto Show is going on. They're showing the journalists that are in attendance. We'll have one on the show here in a little bit, uh, Brian Moody. Um, they're showing the newest cars that are going to be coming out and some, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how many um, concept cars are going to be showing because the concept car thing, and BJ Colleen, maybe you can weigh in. The concept car thing is not nearly as big as it used to be like 10 years ago. Now they just show no. it to you. That's it. That's what's coming out, right? Yeah, they, they don't have the money to spend. I mean, remember back in the old days when we used to go to the auto shows, everybody had a concept car. Yeah. And yeah, there were some things in the concept car that would make it to production, but it was mostly, hey, this is cool. Get people to the stand. Right. Get people interested in your vehicles. And now it's just like, hey, we're showing a concept, but it's so close to production wait a year and it'll be out you know, that's kind right of thing. so yeah. it's it's kind of sad because those concepts were just so cool of what the engineers could dream of and what they could do and now they're even restricted their imaginations even being restricted because of money yeah so it's it's a tough industry there's no doubt about no it but doubt. the new york auto show this year definitely already is better than last year last year was really depressing there were only a handful of manufacturers there mm. and not a lot of vehicle introductions and it's still, you know, shortened. It's still pretty much just one day, and not that many manufacturers are showing things. They do a lot of other press conferences. But there have been some interesting vehicles that they've introduced. For example, Ram, who I love the brand, but they're always playing catch-up to Ford and General Motors. They're introducing their own electric pickup in 2025. And it's going to be interesting because they've got a lot of features on here. It's going to have a target range of 350 miles 
But again, they're breaking it down where we can give you a smaller battery or we can give you a bigger battery. So the small battery is going to have a 350-mile range. The bigger battery is going to have a 500-mile range. So it's not like you're being able to, okay, fill it up with gas. We'll see how far we can get. You're kind of limited by the amount of money that you can spend. So it's, it's <laughs> just a tough way to do things. But yeah. they're actually working on an extended range with a gas-powered engine to charge the battery. Kind I know. Of way, I like, like that. The, yeah. the Chevy Volt worked. Right, you know, where right. it's like Onboard generator. To power it. That's right. Yeah, onboard generator. Yeah. So I, I like that. And it's, at least they're thinking, you know what? Yeah, 500 miles is good, but it'd be nice to go you know, a thousand miles. That would make more sense to me. So I, I applaud them for doing something like that. The big engine's going to create 650 horsepower and about 620 pound feet of torque. So that's kind of cool. So wait a it minute. Sits on you an said, all new frame. You what? said the big engine, but you mean the big motor because we're still talking I'm about electric. Motor, the big, yeah. yeah, the big motor. Gotcha. Yeah, the big battery. That's, you're right. That's, <laughs> old habits die hard, don't Yeah, they? I know they do. <laughs> that's too funny. The standard air suspension, it's going to have a 14,000 max tow rating. 2,700 pound payload for the bed. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six models. I love it. The top model is called Tungsten. So for an electric vehicle, I think that's really fitting. But everything else is names they already have, like Tradesman and right. Limited and Laramie and things like that. But it'll have a lot of technology. They'll have the phone is key, which is everybody's using it, and hands free driving assist, not quite, you know, fully autonomous, but they'll kind of like the, the Chevy you know, Blue Cruise or Ford Blue Cruise and whatever Chevy has for right. their driving, hands-free driving or, or General Motors. And then, uh, so that was a pretty popular vehicle at the show. By the way, another one. By the way, I, I will say I really like the look of that new Ram. Yes. They really improved it. It's it just, it's very smart, very handsome machine. So, and the interior is beautiful also, which yeah. is, it just cracks you up. I mean, trucks used to be working vehicles right. where you didn't care if they were dirty and stained and scratched. And now it's like, well, I'm not I'm not getting the interior dirty. I'm, I'm not taking this to a work site. You it's know, too pretty. I don't want to. It's so funny. I bought a dump truck the other day and it's uh -huh. a, a 7.3 diesel. Ooh. I mean, and when you start it up, it sounds like you are starting a vehicle that has a thousand marble uh, ball bearings made out of steel rattling inside. And you're like, turn it off, turn it off. No, that's just the way those things sound. And now I have yep. a Jeep that has a little diesel in it. And it's so quiet, it's very pleasing to listen to. But when that thing started up, it was like, Rah! it's like, oh, my gosh. And it quieted down as it got colder. But, but you know, I, so the, the stupid thing broke down on me, I got to tell you. I drive it away from the transmission shop because I wanted to have it serviced because we're going to use it for a big job coming up here. And I'm going to be building uh -huh. a house, you know, a spec house. My first one. I, it's like it's kind of exciting. Cool. So yeah. um, I drive it away. I get about 10 blocks away and it dies. And then it starts raining. And then I got angry. <laughs> so I went and I got my big truck and my 40-foot trailer. And here I am in the rain. I'm, I'm 62 years old. I'm laying underneath this thing in the rain trying to find somewhere to put, you know, a, a chain or something. Because it's just, there's, there's no hooks or anything on the front of it. And I'm thinking to myself, why do I do this? Why? And then I go inside and the door panel is half on and half off. And it's got a, a bench seat that, you know, where the butt sits is like spring sticking out of it. And then you're describing this this beautiful, luxurious 
you know, uh, what'd you call it? A tungsten truck, right? The, the, pack- the tungsten model. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I, and I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, how bizarre our world has become. A truck used to be a truck and only a real man drove a truck. You know what I mean? And today Absolutely. a truck is a Cadillac or a Lincoln or whatever brand you wanted that, that represented luxury. And uh, I'm kind of glad for that, truthfully. <laughs> Anyway, we'll take a break. I had to tell that story to get to this commercial break. Uh, When we come back, BJ Colleen's got some more information about the New York Auto Show, a a Crosstrek from Subaru, and a GV80 from Genesis. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now, Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Our show is brought to you in part by Subaru and their all-new Outback. Go where love takes you. And right now it takes you to uh, BJ Colleen's desk, automotive journalist with news from the New York Auto Show. A little sunshine yeah. in the bag. Yeah. And, and thank you. you. You make me feel like Bob Hope, you know, who had a theme song when he ever, when he walked out, <laughs> thanks to the memories. And you always play my Sunshine in a Bag song. I know, so that's funny. I'm honored. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're uh, Getting back to the auto show, Subaru, who is one of our sponsors, introduced the Subaru Crosstrek Wilderness. Mm. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, Subaru is all wheel drive all the time. Yep. And they are the most popular vehicles anywhere there's snow. Because people know that the Subaru is not going to leave them stranded. It's just so capable in Colorado, in Washington. You talk to anybody up there, you drive around, you, you're you like, the Subaru is the state bird here because yeah, right. everybody's got one. Cause they, and they last forever, too. You know, And I, I love a Subaru Outback. It's just in Las Vegas, you know, two days of snow doesn't qualify to have all-wheel drive here. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but the Subaru so Crosstrek, they introduced the Wilderness. And it adds a lot of off-roading elements, and they've got some exterior trim pieces to make it look a little bit more aggressive. But what's important is they raised the ground clearance to 9.3 inches, which is almost, it's just incredible. I mean, you're, you're talking like serious off-roading ground clearance, yeah, which means yeah. you're going to have better approach and departure and breakover angles. They added a transmission cooler. It can tow 3,500 pounds now. So for those who live in the colder climes, this is something that you guys really need to look into because the Subaru, you know, the cars are looking great. They've got great features. They've got great dependability, great reliability. And one other thing I'm really proud about Subaru, and I'm very happy they sponsor the show, is that they do so much good for so many different groups, you know, yeah. whether it's Meals on Wheels or taking care of the SPCA animals right. or whatever it is. They've raised so millions. much money. Yeah. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. So. If you haven't put Subaru on your list, it's definitely one you need to look at. You know, you know and even if you're in warm warm weather, all-wheel drive is still great for handling, right? Oh, my God. Well, you know, speaking of that, so um, I live in Oregon. A lot of people do or don't know that, but I live in Oregon and because I have a ranch out here, and I have cows, 
But uh, when my wife was pregnant with our second child, I wanted to get her a vehicle that was good in the snow because it does snow in Oregon. And I bought her a 1992 Subaru. 92, yes, that's how old I am. 92 Subaru Legacy Wagon. And so we had the baby seat in there, and I had my pregnant wife. And one time on the way out to the ranch, there's this little windy S-turn. We came across a couple of deer that were standing in the middle of the road. And I want to tell you, my rally driving experience came in really handy because I had to, like, slam on the brakes. I was probably going a little faster than the speed limit. But anyway, that's not a matter. <laughs> and But I, I slammed on the brakes. It was so sure-footed. This is way back in 92. And I ended up slowing down just enough that I, I hit this one deer, and it rolled up the hood and just off the side and ran out of the way. And it didn't even, didn't even hurt the vehicle. All it did was, I think it cracked my headlight at the time. But I was so impressed with the handling of that thing because of the symmetrical all-wheel drive. I was sold. And, um, you know, that, that's kind of my story, and I'm sticking to it. Subaru is good. You, you know what else? Yep. Subaru, I think they have, like, the most vehicles still on the road today. That's yeah. how that's how solid they were built, you know. I mean, yeah. you can go get a 92 Subaru, and you're still going to have a great vehicle, you know, as long as somebody maintained it and kept it up. And even if they didn't, you fix it, yep. and you've got a great vehicle still. So it's, All right. it's uh, you know, it's, it's funny because they use them in experimental aircraft, the engines. That's how good they are. Now, you have two minutes for this GV80, so you better get it okay. out. Okay. So two minutes for the GV80. Genesis introduced the GV80 Coupe concept. So this is actually... A concept. And this thing's um, beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I love how people call it a coupe because it's still a four-door. Right, but so it's got that. So if you that, know the GV80 yeah. uh, full-size SUV that they have, they've kind of slicked the back down. It's, it's still a four-door, very swoopy version, GV80, a lot more sporty. They've chopped down the back rear, so it's got a lot more slant to it. They did redesign the fascia. They've got bigger intakes, extra grill slots. They've got racing seats on the inside, a three-spoke Now, wait a minute. Wheel. Wait a minute. Electric or internal combustion? No, it's got a 3.5-liter V6. Thank so it's goodness. still the GV80. Yeah. And eventually, you know, within the next couple of years, Genesis plans to be all electric. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed. They'll also look at uh, hydrogen vehicles. Right. But they're smart because they took a platform that already existed, and they just tweaked it. But it just looks so hot. They've yeah. got great designers Genesis is really, really doing a great job. I mean, they're 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 one of the they're the, probably the youngest luxury brand on the market if you exclude the kind of one offs like Lucid and things like that. But they're just their sales are doing great. Their vehicles are beautiful. The if you're in New York, you got to visit the Genesis house or the Genesis studio to really understand what this brand is all about and what they're trying to bring to market and the quality. And I was talking, you know, I'm redoing my kitchen and my contractor is saying. Hey, you told me to get a, a, a GV70 electrified, but I, they're not on sale. I can't find them. I want one, but I can't get it yet. I'm just, hang on, just hang on, and it's coming. But you've got people <laughs> demanding it because they understand. Because I told him the price. He's like, but that's like 30 grand less than a Mercedes. I said, absolutely. It's got everything you want in a luxury vehicle, but it's also affordable, and that's what's really selling these vehicles. Yep. And they didn't skimp anywhere either, so uh, it's great. I'm, uh, just I'm great. playing... Uh... Gloria Gaynor, I will survive for the internal combustion engine. Please. We want you to survive. Uh, BJ Colleen, thank you for the update from the New York Auto Show. And uh, we're going to go to New York next with Brian Moody. He's going to talk about a Nissan GTR T-Spec, the EV9 from Kia. 
and uh, some other stuff going on at the New York Auto Show. BJ Clean, thank you. Thanks, Alan. Coming up next from Auto Traders, Brian Moody from the New York Auto Show. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, it is now time to hear from Brian Moody, executive editor of Auto Trader. And uh, he also works with KBB and Cox Communications. They, uh, they own that realm, as you know. And if you don't, well, it's because you're, what do they say, if you know, you know. But Brian Moody is the man in the know. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. I'm not in New York, and you are. The New York International Auto Show is going. This is like the second year in a row that I haven't been there in, oh my gosh, 25 years. And normally, um, as people know, I'm typically on ABC with Kelly and Ryan, and they are on vacation, so they didn't even do a car thing this year at all, which is, you know, yeah, but you know what? It's all right. There's plenty of... You know, Fox and Friends does uh, some of the New York Auto Show cars. Have you done any? Because you're you're also one of these guys in front of the camera like myself and showing I cars. I did, but I did a bunch of local things ah. from remotely from the auto show. So I did like the kind where they go to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and then you go to right Evansville, Indiana, <laughs> right. and then you do one in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, it's, it's called a satellite media tour for those in the know. Literally, they're also like known as Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to be talking to Sally. Hi, Sally. Uh, yeah, this is that. The other Hi, thing. Sally. So, on, and then you're 30 seconds later. You're going to talk to Kevin in St. Louis, and then you're talking to Bill. Sometimes the people are into it, and yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Sometimes they just read the questions as you know, like off piece of paper. Right. But other times they're into it, and yeah. so when they're into it and they like cars and they're like, "Oh, what's your favorite one?" And right. What was your first car? And I remember I had a C4 Corvette. All, all that that makes it. Those are the ones are cool yeah those are more fun they give it a little more time as well but uh yeah no it's uh listen this is the season but unfortunately it's right on top of what is this this weekend is passover um no it's what is it wait a minute is it wait it wait. is yeah yeah passover. last weekend was palm sunday and right then this week this weekend is gonna be easter yeah easter so you have a holy week. You have Donald Trump getting indicted. You have the New York Auto Show going on. What do you think is getting the most press, right? So, uh, um, all gosh. I know is that you are not able to enjoy the glory that is 
nachos dispensed from a pumper. <laughs> oh, nice. Come yes, on. you're right. He's talking about because when you're a journalist and you're at these events, they have to feed you constantly because you're busy running from one to the next. And so there's little bits of food and things and and uh, nachos from a pumper is something that uh, scoop out some chicks with a scooper, put them on a paper plate, <laughs> and then cheese that comes from a <laughs> pump. <laughs> Three pumps, please. Oh, I'll have extra jalapeno. Oh, okay. So you're and, giving and us yes. the best of the New York yeah, Auto but, Show. <laughs> it is as glamorous as it sounds. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so now talking about cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us, what have you seen that's interesting? A Nissan GTR, well, I hear. The, you know. The GTR was cool. There's this thing called the T Spec, which is, I think, something that they brought back, but. It's kind of like a little more luxurious GTR, huh? but at the same time is, let's just say, more like track ready, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's it's not kind an of all a... new GTR, and people have been speculating that there should be a new, a new GTR. Oh, it's by now, not. Oh. not. But in the meantime, they have these new versions. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I, I'm hoping myself. Listen, the GTR is an awesome machine from Nissan. It absolutely awesome yes, all-wheel drive twin turbo v6 it's it, absolutely amazing machine but it's long on the tooth and it's funny because as i say that the dodge demon how many years have they been making the dodge challenger it is the longest right. running car that people are fighting to get this new demon i know that you were saying in the commercial break that the new demon 170 right. is there but they're right, paying you know ridiculous yeah. prices for them, and it's long, super long on the tooth, you know. So well, okay. So here's the, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. But I what I do think that deserves credit is, you know, usually. Okay, so here let me just ask you this: When we have a car like a Challenger or a GTR that's been around for a long time, then people often say things like, "Oh, well, that's getting a little bit dated, or it ought to be updated, or whatever." Okay, why don't we say that about the Tesla? Why is the Tesla Model S not in well, that group? Uh, true. How are they getting away with that? Again, there's um, some things are just not fair, and I think the electric car world is a separate unit. It's a parallel universe to the internal combustion car lovers. So yeah. you know, and maybe my answer would be, does anybody care? That's why nobody's complaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess maybe they're not really car people, but I will say this about the Challenger: they have done about the most that you could possibly do with that. It's not like it's, I don't think that it's, it should be over. I don't think that it's like, Oh, thank goodness. It's going away. Nothing like that. They have done quite a bit with it to keep it, you know, front and center. So I'm not happy to see it go away, but at the same time, you know, these last call versions, they have like a swinger and they have a King Daytona for the charger and they have the Demon 170, right. they have the Black Ghost. I mean, they've done quite a bit with it. I don't think that that should be anything to be, you know, like ashamed of. I think they've done a lot with a, with what is arguably a great pony car or muscle car format. Yeah. No, it, listen, 1,025 horsepower for that Dodge Demon 170, it's like, it's insanity when... The world wow. is is going one direction. This car has gone to such an extreme. And on the show today, we're going to have the president. I'm I'm texting with him back and forth right now of Dodge to talk about the controversies that people are paying 
a quarter million dollars over window sticker or being told that's what they have to pay. One person was actually asking $500,000 over window wow. sticker, which is about a hundred grand. So we're talking wow. for so who does that for a old body style, but a car that yes, I does know. zero to 60 in 1.66 seconds. So I think there's a cool factor to it. And a fact that they see yeah. that this is the end of an era. Let's take a break. And talk more about uh, the new york auto show with brian moody but i think the demon 170 is the end of an era then again you never know we'll take a break you never know you never know uh a little lady gaga lady gaga 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 we'll be right back This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. It is The Drive all across America talking about what's happening at the New York Auto Show. If you're in the, uh, well, in the area, the New York Auto Show is going on all this next week here. And uh, Brian Moody is there for the media days where they're unveiling some vehicles. A lot of my friends are there. We'll be talking about that a lot throughout the show today. But, um, Brian, so we talked about a lot of horsepower, but it seems like the award winners... I think I read something, um, the, which one is it? The EV6, is it Hyundai? Kia. No, Hyundai? Which one is Kia. it? Kia, thank you. Brother and sister company. The Kia EV6 won, I think, World EV Car of the Year, and uh, so on and so forth. I mean, a lot of awards are being handed out. Kia has really done a great job. I don't care whether it's electric or... You know, they're on a roll for the last about five or six, seven years. Their vehicles just keep getting better and better and winning awards. And it's kind of amazing, yeah. actually. But uh, I understand they uh, showed an EV9, which is Kia's new SUV. Electric? Right. That's a three-row yeah. SUV. Uh-huh. And it's pretty compelling looking. I mean, to me, what it looks like is a electric Telluride. That's mm. what it looks like. Okay. Now, so if similar it drives like an electric Telluride, yeah. that's going to be great because the Kia Telluride, as it is right now, is pretty spectacular. Right. Well, you know, a lot of the car companies, when they get one that hits and it's a, a success, it's just like when you're fishing. Because <laughs> my son-in-law says to me, hey, when are we going fishing? It's time. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we got to get the boat out of the mothballs. Here it is, spring. And... uh when you're fishing and, and somebody catches one, it's like, what lure are you using? What bait are you using? So when the, when yeah. the car like the Kia Telluride that went crazy, it's like, what look does it have that is driving people nuts? Because it really had a good look. But on top of that, yeah. a great warranty. As you know, the Kias have that 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. And, uh, and, it, and it was nice. My, I have to admit, my wife wanted one. 
and we couldn't find one. Yeah, I like it. So it's like, there it is. What bait are you using? It looks like this. So they make the new EV9 look like a Kia Telluride, just bigger. Yeah, I haven't driven it yet, but I do know there's a couple things. So it's got 379 horsepower, which is pretty good for a SUV that size. Uh, 300-mile range. It's got tons of standard safety features like collision avoidance and stuff, but even on the base model. The charging, it can accept fast charging, and you can charge up to 80% in less than 30 minutes. Hmm. I don't know. I think that's wow. a, a weakness with electric cars. So I want to charge it all the way up if I can, yeah. but that's just me. But that's still getting um, better. It's getting better all the time. So It's getting better, yeah. yeah. It's getting better, and I think it's probably going to be, like you said, I think the magic lure, this is what I've seen from a couple of manufacturers like uh, the Challenger or even there's a coupe version of one of the Genesis SUVs or the, the Telluride or the EV9. This is the name of the lure. You ready for this? It's, it's a simple formula. All you have to do is just be awesome. See? <laughs> Easy. Do that. And that lure is called being awesome. Right. Oh, look at all these fish we're catching. Yeah. Because yeah, right. people that fish love it. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? It's kind of like lightning in a bottle because it changes constantly. And then if there's some oddball news like electric cars catching on fire, it's like psh, it's like throwing a big, you know, bucket of water on a, uh, you know, on a fire. It puts out the uh the excitement for a little while until they come out with something again awesome. Um right. which I, you know, like you said, we haven't driven it yet. I've driven several of the Tellurides. They're a wonderful machine. They drive well. They're they're nice. The machine itself is I'm sure going to be fantastic. It's, it's great. Yeah. All, yeah. All the rest of the stuff that is the unknowns, you know, the how does this electric big SUV drive? What does it feel like? What you right. know, seat of the pants? And all those things as a product, most of those electric cars are really good. It's the side issues that are the thing that we aren't sure about. Is this really better for the environment? Yeah. Um, what happens when we have to dispose of them? What about solar panels? Are those good for the environment? Where do you charge up? What if you live in an apartment? Is the cold weather going to affect it adversely or can we get around that? Like those are all the things that totally. haven't really been fixed yet. But the car itself, like if you were to get an EV6 or if you were to get a Tesla Model 3 or if you were to get a Nissan Aria, the average person would get into it and go, oh, this is really good. This, yeah. I really like this a lot. So it's not the actual object that's the issue. It's a lot of the things surrounding it. Yeah. To answer your question that you asked a long time ago, and I probably blew past it because I said, does anybody really care? You said, why isn't, you know, pe why aren't people up in arms about the fact that Tesla hasn't kind of updated their Model S more? A decade. It's, yeah, it's been going on for, yeah, I, I drove one in 2013. That was like the last time I test drove one because after that, you couldn't get them from Tesla to test drive because they right. didn't care about journalist opinions, which is fine. I mean, yeah. that's fine. But yeah. I think at some point there's so many electric vehicles anymore that tesla you know i mean he's kind of like not putting all his eggs in one basket anymore you know he's looking at you know the spacex and all these things and twitter and all these things because i don't know how long it's going to be before they aren't bought up by somebody and i i have a feeling mm. he would gladly make a deal with somebody at this point because he had the corner of the market and he doesn't anymore yeah you know so i don't know does it be kind of like the Saturn of electric cars? Oh, 
and the Saturns were actually awesome little cars. I know. Oh my gosh. They were good though in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, just real quick in 30 seconds, we're going to take a break. Was there anything that, that uh, about the New York Auto Show that was like you stood there and went, huh? Anything? Huh. Uh, yeah, there was an off-road prepared Lamborghini. Oh, okay. And it was called, uh, I can't remember how to say it. It's like, uh, Storado or something like that. Yeah. Storata. And you just and stood there. It was a little bit of raised height, big wheels and tires, black fender trim, a big snorkel on top, a roof rack. Like, and these why? Big driving bikes up front. Yeah, why? It, it, it kind of had this Mad Max type of vibe. I, I liked it, but I, I'm never going to get one. Up. Perfect. That was what I was looking for. All right, we'll be right back. More from the New York Auto Show. Brian Moody's with us. Autotrader.com. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Their other slogan is, go where love takes you, because of the new Subaru Outback. Uh, Brian Moody joining us from autotrader.com, standing there in New York City at the New York International Auto Show. First time in decades that I have not been there, and uh, I'm actually not too unhappy about it i heard it was a smaller show and it was only <laughs> it because smaller, yeah. yeah the you know things are changing in this world but we talked a little bit about the luxury the, automakers yeah participating that's what it is you say it again that, that there are luxury there's a handful there was lexus genesis uh, i think porsche and that was kind of it so like oh. you know the mercedes-benz the bmws the audis they weren't there and that kind of thing no, not really. Uh, wow. There was a BMW display. It looked like it was from a dealership and not from the actual company. I don't know. Huh. BMW kind of seems like they're thinking something different. I don't know. I haven't really yeah. seen anything or heard much from them lately. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's mm. still worth seeing if you're in the area. Yeah. Oh, no. No question about it. They're always fun. I mean, and I got, I actually got several from abc the folks that are you know i've known for years now because i've been on the show they're like hey are you in town can we get some tickets from you because i usually take a handful of tickets to the to the show and oh, i'm like yeah. i'm not there and they're like oh no what are we gonna do i'm like you're gonna have to pay 20 bucks whatever it is you know pay 20 you know, you know what's interesting though about the show is uh, that like two things so first everyone goes to the new york auto show and how do they get there not in their own cars in a taxi right or an uber 
right? Yeah, exactly. That's the first thing. The second thing is we're talking about all these electric cars, and that's worth talking about. But there's also this like side trend of like performance cars, right? Nissan GTR, Jeep Wrangler, some of those other Mustang dark horses there, Corvette E-Ray. I mean, there's a side track of performance cars becoming more prominent. Alfa Romeo, Tonale, there's another one. Right. At the same time as electric cars, the Challengers. I don't know. I just think that's fascinating. Yeah, no, it is. But back to, uh, you, you know, during the commercial break is when all the the uh, the good conversations happen. And we were talking about the Demon 170. <laughs> and he goes, I think the Black Ghost, one of the last call cars from Dodge, the Black Ghost is, cool. is even. And, and I'm like, say that on the radio. It's like a lot it's of people. Cooler. Do you know who didn't know about the last call cars was Jay Leno. He's down there. On the racetrack, when they're launching this new Dodge Demon 170, 1,025 horsepower, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. There's And then, so Chris Jacobs, the uh, the television talk show host guy, he goes, Jay, which one of the last call cars is your favorite? He goes, what? What are you talking about? Huh? And it was like, yeah. he goes, you know, he goes, this is a last call car for the, the Demon. It's last call. That's it. They're going to, you know, and he's like, there was a whole bunch of them. And he goes, oh, I, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! So what you're talking about is one called the Black Ghost, and it was a the special Black Ghost. Car. Yeah, I think it's cooler than the Demon 170. And here's why: Yes, the Demon 170 has the most horsepower. Yes, zero to sixty is amazing. I told my dad that it was a sub nine second quarter mile car that you could buy right off the you know from the factory. My dad was blown away because he said when he was a kid, and this wasn't that long ago. He's not that old. He's maybe 80 years old. So say 40 years ago or however long it was, maybe 50 years ago, he said some guy brought a custom dragster to the drag strip and did a 999 in this car on the quarter mile, and everybody was speechless. They thought that the timer was broken. Right, that's so fast. Yeah. Now here we are much later. So I get that the Demon 170 is all those things, but the Black Ghost has a story. You know what I mean? Like it's based on something. It's based on this guy that went out and would drag race and win and then just go home. Right. And no one knew who he was. And I don't know. I just love that. And, you know, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. I did write something about it on autotrader.com slash oversteer. There's a story about that. I think having a story behind the car and the performance makes it cooler than just saying, I have the ultimate. Because you know those Demon 170s, you know what they're going to be collecting? Not trophies. They're going to be collecting dust. That's what they're going to be doing. <laughs> no, oh, I, and ceramic coating. And you know me. My last demon that I had, I got it in 2018. I had it for a year and a half, was called the Dirty Demon. And I took pride in not washing that thing for almost a year. And it had the rubber on the back of the quarter panels where the, you know, from burning out was like stalactites hanging down. And then when I finally had to That's wash it, and clean, yeah, the guy goes, do you want that? And I go, yeah, I want that chunk of rubber. I have it. Actually, I have it here at my uh, office. Brian Moody, thank you, man. That's how it should be. That's right. That's, that's uh, you know, I, I have to admit, I went through a set of tires and 4,000 miles. Uh, autotrader.com, you can find uh, Brian Moody's writings, and you'll see him on television here and there. And he's the guy from Autotrader. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you. In the next hour, we're going to have the president of Dodge to talk about the Demon 170 and all of the stuff going on around it, the controversies. We'll be right back. a place called Lee Hall get a big dish of beef chow. 
The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, you know, I recorded that uh, intro. That's an actual car that I was driving one day, and I thought, this thing just sounds so good. I got to record this. But I have a feeling that with the new Dodge Demon 170, I'm going to have to make a whole new recording. The guy that's responsible for the sound of the Dodge, the power of the Dodge Demon 170, and the uh, controversy of the Dodge Demon 170 is on the phone with us right now. Dodge brand CEO Tim Kaniscus. Tim, I've been talking about this vehicle now since the reveal of a couple of weeks ago in at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And my God, my phone has not stopped ringing. Everybody's like, how do I get one of these? And uh, have you seen what somebody's trying to get for this? I mean, there's one crazy person out there that's it's advertised one for a half a million dollars over window sticker. What is going on? Why are people frothing at the mouth for this thing, you think? It's an amazing car. But I think the answer really goes a little bit deeper than, you know, some people trying to buy a car. It goes back to why do you actually do a car like this? You know the stats on this car inside and out. I, I think pretty much everybody does now since over 150 million people watched the reveal. So it's pretty, uh, <laughs> oh it's a pretty well-known commodity at this point. Yeah. But if you step back and you say, okay, well, I know the stats. What if they would have wanted 950 horsepower and 9.2 seconds and 149 miles an hour? Well, you know what? then it wouldn't have crossed the threshold for NHRA. It wouldn't have required a parachute, and it wouldn't have been anything that would have crossed over into the mainstream. And when I say crossover into the mainstream, you know, when you and your audience are talking about this, you're true enthusiasts. So you know about this kind of stuff. So had we launched it at 940 and 9.2, you guys would have been talking about it. It would have been cool. It's an awesome car. But it wouldn't have crossed over into the, to the people that don't really care about cars, right? right. Our whole goal was just like we did on the original Demon, cross over from the enthusiast into the mainstream. And the reason that we want to do that, what the reason we wanted to do it last time, the reason we want to do it this time, is last time we said the hot button that crosses over last time was it did a wheelie. Nothing's ever done a wheelie. This will get the attention of the mass market. This time we said, well, we already did a wheelie. We were already banned. What do we do this time? We said this time, okay, we need a parachute. That will cross over into the mainstream. The reason we do that, the whole point of this thing is, yeah, it's an amazing car. Yes, 3,000 people in the U.S. are going to get a car because it is just bonkers. But the real business reason behind doing that is we've sold 2 million of these cars, 2 million of them, and a billion horsepower since we started building this car. Most of those people, a huge percentage of those people, are not going to buy this car. 
We'll get into the pricing in a second. They're not going to buy this car, whether they can get it without a markup or, or any of that stuff. They're not going to buy this car. But they have a lot of pride in this brand, and they have a lot of pride in their purchase and in their car. And that, quote, mainstream customer that lives across the street doesn't really get it. Why is he out there shining this car all the time? Why is he going to car shows? Why is he going to the drag shop? What's up with this guy? Well, when you cross over, you give him the intellectual alibi. And that customer that doesn't know anything about cars says, hey, I saw a car just like yours has a parachute. Oh, my God. So it gives him pride in the brand <laughs> that he loves. It gives him pride in the brand that he's invested in. Right. And that makes all the difference in the world for the brand positioning. Now, <laughs> the, the other side of that equation is when you do that, it creates more demand than the products that you can deliver, which becomes the old supply and demand thing. And, you know, what are they going to be priced at? Now, I, I will tell you, in this world of social media and headlines, no offense, that's your business, but no offense, it's all about getting clicks, right? It's all about, I need a headline that's going to get attention. I need a story that's going to get attention. But I'll give you the facts behind all that. The facts behind all that is we've got a little over 2,000 of the 3,000 orders in already. Now, I know the other 1,000 are already sold, but they're just still working on, you know, specs on the wheels and pricing and things like that with dealers. But I have hard data on over 2,000. So I have hard data on over 70% of the U.S. orders. Over 70% of those orders in, I can tell you 60% of them are sold at MSRP. And you say, okay, how do you know that, Tim? Well, when you buy this car, unlike any other car that I'm aware of, we did it on the original car and we do it on this car, you have to sign in an acknowledgement form before we'll build your car for production. And it has normal things on it, like it has drag radials, don't drive it when it's cold, don't drive it in this in the uh, rain, things yeah, like that. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I to gotta tell people, when he says, because I bought a Demon in 2018, when he says you have to sign an acknowledgement form, it's true. I signed it. I, I took a picture when I was in Vegas of my uh, Demon, and it was raining. I get a phone call from this guy, the president of the Dodge brand, saying, get that car off the road. And I said, <laughs> I said no. He's serious about this stuff. Hold on, Tim. we got to take a break. Tim Kaniskas is joining us, the Dodge brand president, CEO. And boy, there is a new car on the road. If you haven't heard about it, it's the Dodge 170 Demon. And oh my God, 1,025 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 1.66 seconds. It's crazy. We're going to have the Dodge uh, president CEO right back with us. Don't go anywhere. He is Ferris Bueller. You know that, don't you? Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well... This is Chicken Foot. That's the name of the band. It's called Get It Up. If you want to get your front tires off the ground, pop a wheelie 
There's only one car you can buy with a factory warranty that pops a wheelie on the market. It's called a Dodge Demon. The new 170 has just been uh, shown to the world recently. It's at the New York Auto Show right now. Tim Kaniskis is joining us. He is the Dodge brand CEO. Uh, him and his team are responsible for this, what I'll call, and it's a TV show, Ridiculousness, which it's it's fantastic. Uh, he said it. This is a car that you can get a parachute for and take on the racetrack, but the NHRA banned it. Two things. First of all, did the NHRA actually ban this car? And it really does have a parachute, right? Well, it doesn't have a parachute from us, but we do offer a parachute and a parachute mount through our direct connection <laughs> high-performance gotcha. parts okay. line that you can buy online direct from us. Because going that fast, you need a parachute, we I guess, have, on the racetrack. We also, we also have a really, really trick harness bar and carbon fiber closeout panels for the back seat, also through direct connection. So you can buy a whole package oh uh, to make this thing really race ready. That's awesome. All right, so we had to take a break there. You were talking about this form that I, I signed where, you know, this is a special car. This is not for the weak of heart, literally, because 0 to 60 in 1.66 seconds, that makes your eyes roll back in your head. When you sign this, and dealers yeah. have to sign this as well, this is, like, not normal for any car manufacturer, is it? Well, we did the acknowledgement form because there was a lot of very special things that we wanted to make sure customers were aware of, like, like we talked, not right, driving in the rain, not when it's too cold. We have optional street tires available if you really want to be driving it more, things like that. We also had to put in, it sounds funny, we also had to put stuff, language in there about, hey, just so you know, you're buying an over 1,000 horsepower car. It's designed for the drag strip. It's not going to drive like, you know, a Sunday Cruiser. It has more NVH. It has more noise, more vibration, more harshness. We took the sound ending out of the car. You know, things like that. Don't bring it back and ask for warranty claim because at 70 miles an hour, you feel a little bit of shake in the steering wheel. Yeah, of course you do. It's a very fast, serious car. But one of the other things that we have on that form is we're very serious about the pricing policy on this car. We, as a manufacturer, like every manufacturer, cannot control the market pricing. We set a recommended price, but then the market determines what the value is going to be. Whatever a customer is willing to pay, that's the value. And I have no control over that. No OEM does. That's the franchise law system that we have. Right. But what we did do was we built in a policy where if you pay over sticker, your car will be pushed to the end of the production line. And so there's been a lot of hate lately. People say, oh, that system is totally flawed because everybody's paying over sticker. And I saw this YouTube video and I saw this Instagram post and this and that, and it's $200,000 over. Oh, okay. That gets headlines. But the real facts are I have 70% of the orders in right now and 60% of them were acknowledged to be sold at or below MSRP. Mm. Now, when you sign that acknowledgement form, the customer signs it, the dealer signs it, and it has to be notarized. Now, could somebody lie on that? Sure. But lying on a notarized document in most states, I'm no lawyer, but in most <laughs> states, that's a crime. It is a crime. So I find it hard to believe that everybody's lying. Oh are there God. some? Sure. I'm sure there are. Yeah. But it, there's more people buying it at MSRP than anybody wants to admit. But if you do a story that says 50% of the people bought at MSRP, you get zero clicks. If you do a story that says Dodgers are selling for 200000 over sticker, you get tons of clicks. Yeah, right. It's just the reality of social media these days. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I had a demon for 18 months. I put uh, 6,000 miles on it. I drove it to Arizona to Barrett-Jackson from Oregon 
I drove it to Las Vegas. I drove it all over. I got 22 miles to the gallon on the highway. I loved my demon. Tim Allen is a friend of mine. He loves, what's he got, 15,000 miles on his demon. He loves his car. I mean, Carl Brower, who's on the show all the time, he, he's one of those guys that also drives his car all over the place. And uh, I hear dogs. Uh, the guy's got dogs. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Hey, listen, I just got back last night from being out of town, so I'm working out of the house today. No, it's great. It's great. upset about something. How often do we get to have a CEO of a car brand with dogs barking in the background, talking about cars at Pop Wheelies and stuff like that? All right, hold on, Tim. we got to take a little break here. We're talking to the president of uh, Dodge, Tim Kaniscus. He's the CEO of Dodge Brand. Uh, we're, we're talking about a car that is sharing the news with the indictment of Donald Trump. When do you hear that? If you're anywhere near the New York Auto Show, you can go see it. It's the new Dodge Demon 170. We'll be right back with more. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, our guest today is uh, the Dodge brand CEO, Tim Kaniscus. A very controversial car. You know, uh, Tim, I, it's funny. I, I was talking to Brian Moody from Auto Trader just a, a, a little bit ago before you were on. And we were talking about um, concept cars, and we talked a little bit about the Dodge Challenger and how long it's been around. You said it. You guys have sold over 2 million of these cars. And I think I heard this right, a billion horsepower under the hood of those cars, which is fantastic, right? That's right. Right. But here it is. People are fighting to get this car still. After selling 2 million of them. Now, the Tesla, uh, Brian's point was the Tesla Model S has been made, you know, for a decade. And he says nobody's nobody's really um, complaining that they haven't remodeled, you know, or restyled the Model S. And I go, you know why? Because the people that care don't care about the Model S. And the people that care, and if you know, you know who they are, which are car enthusiasts, they love the Challenger in all its different iterations, and you keep on reimagining this car that you guys have sold two million of, and it's brilliant. And here it is happening all over again. People are not standing in line to buy a Model S; they just they're there, and you can buy one if you want. It's like refrigerators; you go to the refrigerator store, and there they are. But this car, people are fighting over; they're willing to perjure themselves to buy one, which is hilarious. Anyway, keep going. I want you to keep talking about this whole situation. You bring up an interesting point. Nobody ever compares a Tesla to a Dodge, right? I mean, that's kind of crazy. But if you think about what they've done and what we did, it's all about the life cycle management. You know, when we won the number one spot in GD Power's IQS for quality, people said, I, I don't understand. 
that's one number one quality in the industry? Yeah, because we haven't changed the sheet metal because that's not what our customers are asking for. Our customers aren't saying, hey, can you put a new crease in the door? Our customers are saying, don't give me another inch of screen size. Give me more power. So through the 15 years, we've gone from a top of 425 horsepower when we first launched the car to now 1,025 horsepower. Think about that. I know. Right? That's so crazy. It's just a constant evolution of keying in on what that customer wants. Same thing that Tesla's done. You know, they haven't changed the car, but they've been adding feature content throughout the life cycle of the car, like yeah. the plaid and the yoke steering wheel and all those type of things. So it's a very similar strategy. But the funny thing about the Demon, we talked very early on, there was a lot of contention about calling it a Demon. And I said, there's no way we can not call it a Demon because we're not changing the sheet metal. The intent and the purpose of the car is the same. Even though every single part of the car has changed other than the sheet metal, other than the camshaft, essentially, we have to still call it a demon. People say, well, you should call it a ghoul or you should call it a this or that, an angel or whatever, because that will make the people, the original demon owners, feel better about that they don't have a car that's more powerful than their demon. I said, this car will be the best thing that ever happened for the original demon. And people thought I was crazy. And I said, because it will make this school, this segment of demon cars, that much more valuable. And what we're seeing right now in the marketplace is we have a program where if you own the original Demon and you want to buy a new one, we'll match your VIN. And 20% of the people so far up to this point that have ordered their car, and I think that's going to go up here pretty soon because we've got a new batch of orders coming in, about 20 25% of them are matching their VINs, meaning they're keeping the old one, buying a new one, and matching the VINs. So if you think about that, that means there's a lot of original Demon owners that for whatever reason are not buying the new one. So there was a thought that they would be very upset because maybe we devalued the exclusivity of that original demon. We're seeing the exact opposite. We're seeing the original demon actually go up in price, and we have examples of people having them for sale online that after the reveal on Monday the 20th, they raised their online prices, in some cases, $30,000, dollars $60,000 increase in their asking price as a result of this car. And the other unintended consequence is people that are buying the new one that didn't own the old one, so they buy a new one. Now what they want to do is go back and buy one of the old ones so that they can match the VIN on the old one or on the new one. Sorry. <laughs> right, right, and right. so I have examples of people reaching out to oh. me saying, I need to find people that have these available for sale. I have a, a perfect example. I know a person who is buying one of the new ones, Yeah, went and found someone who had an 18 that had a VIN number on it that he was attracted to that VIN number and just started negotiating. But, you know, it's like people knocking on the door of your house saying, well, you sell your house. He started negotiating with this guy to sell his car. And he goes, my car's not for sale. And he got to a point where he offered enough money, okay, it's for sale now. And so now this person <laughs> right. is going to have two of them. So the guy who was driving the 18, he was driving a diamond encrusted 18. I mean, he was driving the car. He had miles on it. And he just got more for the car than he ever imagined. And we're seeing that many examples across the board. So oh really, God. really interesting what's well, happening in the market. You know what? You just gave away the secret to these people that are hearing, you know, 250, 300,000 over window sticker, go buy a 2018 for 150 grand. And now you got two. And because, okay, I better be quiet because all of a sudden, like you said, it's going to turn into a real problem because the price is going to shoot up for the 2018 demons. All right. I think we may have to erase that. Oh, nah, we'll let it fly. You. We'll let it fly. <laughs> All right, one more segment with you because I want to. I want a future quest with you. Maybe you can share a little bit about what's going on in the future of Dodge. 
Uh, Tim Kaniscus, Dodge brand CEO, joining us. Uh, it's so fun to watch what he's done with this brand. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And our guest right now is the Dodge brand CEO, Tim Kaniscus. Uh, our show brought to you in part by Dodge for many years now. Thank you for that, Tim. Uh, domestic, not domesticated. Let me ask you something. When, when I say that every time, what does that mean to the world? Domestic, not domesticated. I know what it means. You know what it means. But why that slogan? Just curious. Well, you know, it really is the ethos of, of everything that we do. Some of the things that we do, people say, oh, that, that's just marketing. It's not. I mean, we really live by it. And more importantly than saying we live by it, we bring it through in our product to the marketplace. We, you know, we call it our fans. We call them a brotherhood of people, 13 million people that are True. fans of this brand. Wow. And that's really how we sell our cars. Most people, most brands will sell a car from entry to mid to upper range, and they'll talk about the, the value and the price and the economy and stuff like that. We literally do the exact opposite. We talk about our most expensive cars, and we don't talk about our entry-level cars at all. We sell you on Hellcats. Hellcats are 4% of what we sell. We don't even market the other 96%. Oh, my God. Why do we do that? <laughs> it's, it's no different than I make the analogy about sports. Think about how, and fill in the sport, hockey, baseball, football, whatever. Think about all the people that will watch sports and live and die by that sport and wear the jersey of their favorite team and won't miss the game for that team. They may have never played that sport, but they're part of something as a fan of that team, right? It's the same thing with the brotherhood and domestic, not domesticated. You're part of something regardless of which trim that we sell that is at your price point. So we talk about Hellcats and we build demons to be that aspiration, to be that number one draft pick quarterback that's on your team, to give you pride in your team, even if you're driving a car that's a few years old or a lesser power level of the car, you're still part of that team. Right. And that's why our 300-horsepower car looks 
just like our $90,000 thousand horsepower car because mm. they're all part of the same family. That's the strategy behind what we try to do. It's regardless mar- of what you can afford, regardless yeah. of what you want to drive, we want you to be part of that team, that brotherhood. It's actually marketing genius. I did not realize that it was that way. And when I hear you say it, I, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, I get it. And no matter who you are, if you have a car, that car gene in you, you want to be part of that brotherhood of muscle. You know, your website, dodgegarage.com, all these things are part of a um, a brotherhood, like you said. And it's funny because it's not just guys. It's gals, too, which is that's the cool part about it. All right. Let's talk about um, the future. Can you future quest with us a little bit? It, it's funny because that is such a controversial thing when I call it the brotherhood. Well, it was. It's really kind of gone away when I call it the brotherhood. And I was at the event. And there was a Q&A after the event. And there was, I don't know, hundreds of people in the crowd. And someone questioned me on that. A male questioned me on, hey, do you think calling it the brotherhood is exclusionary? Right. It's not inclusive. And before I had an opportunity to respond, a, I think she was 17 or 18, a young girl, was in the audience with her parents, came because she's a huge fan of Dodge. She interrupted me and answered him. No, it's nothing about sex. It's about love and this passion that we're all drawn together for these performance cars. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to even say a word. There yeah, you go. There you go. Our world is getting way too sensitive. You know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. All right. But before we go, I got to hear about future a little bit. You know, the future, everybody is, is all worried about what's going to happen in the future. What I tell people is I say, tell me what your favorite performance car well, it's a road course car, drag car. That doesn't matter. Just cool car. Just forget performance. What's your favorite cool car from 1920? And I always get a blank stare. Okay. 1930. Blank stare again. Oh, because you love the muscle cars from the 60s and 70s and the modern muscle and all. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I said, well, hang on. The industry is investing a half a trillion dollars in electrification. It's not all sheet metal. It's technology that nobody even knows is on the drawing board yet. So what we're in right now is the 1920s of gas-powered cars for electrification. We're just getting started. And if you look at the concept car that we revealed, it's polarizing. And it's polarizing for a very specific reason. Because I want to show people we have not forgotten what makes these cars fun and exciting and engaging. All electric cars are fast, period. They are. Even the crappy ones, they're fast. But they're not exciting. They're not fun. They're not, they don't give you that, that danger feeling that a muscle car does. You know, the scream and the spin and the, and the shifting and, you know, that, that thing that makes you feel alive. We're trying to put that into our cars. When we put a two-speed transmission in the concept car for the Daytona, people say, I, I don't get it. That's not going to help with any kind of efficiency. It's not going to help you put a smaller battery in it. No, absolutely not. It's not going to help with efficiency at all. But what it's going to do is... It's going to get us off the line with 70% more torque than we would have. And electric already has instantaneous high torque. So the key to all of our cars, the key to our super stock, the key to our Demon, the key to our Demon 170, the key to our Hellcat, has always been not just more power, but more fast acceleration off of the line. Because that's what gives you that excitement, that feeling. What if I could take that electrification, give you the sound, controversial or not, give you the sound, pump it outside the car instead of inside the car so you get the spatial difference, 
And then what if I could take that torque that you already have and give you 70% more off the line and put a 325 tire on the back that's terrible for economy but awesome for your launch? Now you start getting back some of those cool sensations that you get with a traditional muscle car. You know what? I have seen a little bit of what you guys are doing, and all I can say is because it's all embargoed for me, it's exciting, everybody. That's all I can say. It's exciting. Um, this guy and his team, and a great team you have, by the way. I've known many of you guys for, you know, at least a decade or more, some of them. And I'm impressed constantly. I mean, and, and same with the Dodge brand. Uh, I mean, the uh, Ram brand, what they're doing with the trucks, the one they just showed at the New York Auto Show, the new electric truck, beautiful. And the fact that you guys have announced for uh, Ram a uh, electric truck with an onboard generator, brilliant. I it's like, why not? It's it's brilliance. So uh, kudos to you. Hats off to everybody at uh, Dodge, Ram, Jeep, uh, all these different brands that you guys uh, have in your uh, in your stable, you might say. Tim Kaniskas, thank you, brother. Appreciate what you're doing for our auto industry. Really do. You're an iconoclast. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for having me on. All right. We're going to take a little break, come back, and uh, go to the racetrack with Stephen Cole Smith. Uh, see what's going on in the world of racing. Our show is brought to you in part by Dodge. Proudly, I say that. We'll be right back. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Well, it is the drive all across America. Thanks to Subaru, one of our sponsors. Love, that's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Uh, joining us right now, as I said, was uh, Stephen Cole Smith from Haggerty and Grassroots Motorsports with a, a little bit of motorsports talk. Uh, Steve, did you hear the uh, interview I did with uh, Tim Kaniskas? The guy, he's very passionate, you know. I love that about that guy. Very passionate. Yeah, you can tell that, that you know, the Camaro's kind of going away without much of a fanfare, but right. you're sending the Challenger out, man. It's going out in style with a, <laughs> with a 170. It's, uh, uh, you know, we're not far away from seeing those things cross the auction block, I think, at Barrett-Jackson at well over what they're going to be selling for. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. And then funny, so the Camaro's going to go away again at some point. Tim mentioned that they had sold over 2 million challengers, right? So at some point it's got right. to go away. It's just so, so old, but then here they are bringing back a nameplate, the Hornet, which was, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, I wasn't a big Dodge guy until, you know, the, the Hellcat came out and then all of a sudden is like, right. man, that's kind of a nice car, you know, but the Hornet was the Hornet everything special. Well, it really wasn't that great of a vehicle as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, basically an Alfa Romeo with very little uh, changes made to it. It's got a four-cylinder engine with a turbo. It's a quick little vehicle. It's almost like a wagon 
instead of an SUV, but it gets around pretty good. It's uh, just kind of surprising to see it on the on the lot. So it doesn't say Dodge anywhere on the outside. It just has a little two hash marks uh, on the front, and otherwise you'd have no idea what it is. Wow. And it, it's underpinned by, you say, an Alfa Romeo, basically owned by the Alfa same Romeo company. Alfa Romeo, yeah. yeah. It's basically an Alfa with generic markings on it, so you don't know what it is. And they'll be selling the Alfa, I think, pretty well in Europe. But I think it remains to be seen how well the Hornet's going to do here in the U.S. No, well, it's just come out. I haven't. You drove it. I haven't even seen one in person yet. So uh, we'll see. I'm going to have to get behind the wheel of that. All right, yeah. moving over to motorsports, because we don't have a lot of time, because Tim, was he was sure in a talkative mood today. What's going on in the world of motorsports? Well, we've got Bristol, baby, this weekend, and it's the dirt race. They put uh, about a million loads of dirt down on the Bristol racetrack, oh, and uh, the race is Sunday night at 6 o'clock. It's actually on Easter. Oh, boy. Um, so uh, there was a point where... You know, there wasn't any racing on Easter and on Mother's Day and the olden days, and now those days are over. They're filled up with racing. Wow. Should be a pretty interesting race. Uh, Bristol's always interesting, whether it's uh, on dirt or not, but it's uh, it should be pretty fun to watch. That's got to be an interesting thing, because Bristol, as I remember, I've never been there. That's a little track, right? Yeah, it's just a half mile, but it's real high back. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun. All right. What else is going on? There's not much going on. This is the only thing going on on Easter, as far as I know. Right, 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 right. Easter weekend, but that's enough. They just got through running at Richmond at the uh, oval track there. That was last weekend. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, it's been an interesting period. One thing going on, uh, team owners boycotted a meeting with NASCAR. Uh Uh-oh about the TV rights for uh, sources confirmed NBC Sports. They don't like the revenue talks that are going on, and I guess you call that a boycott. They are in one story I read, but it's uh, the charter agreement goes through 2024, so the agreement sets up the revenue model and requires the 36 charter teams to compete in every event, so there'll be no uh, boycotting the races themselves, but... There are some unhappy people in NASCAR. You know, I was just talking to a friend about television because, you know, actually, I have to say it, it was Tim Kaniskis because Jay Leno is a big fan for the, the new Dodge Demon 170 and he, he wants one. And, and uh, I said, you know, I go, it's amazing that they canceled his show, right? But the fact is that Jay well, Leno doesn't need to have television because most video or television is watched not on television on tvs anymore it's watched on your little devices so having a tv deal really hardly doesn't matter for a guy like jay leno and same goes for any of the big media outlets they've created their own audience on their own platform so it just doesn't matter anymore you know the revenue plan yeah i'm hoping jay continues his show online because that's where i watched it a lot and yeah he's a columnist for haggerty so we run that and we generally refer to his last show so i'm hoping it continues well the on-demand world you know it's so much better like still i mean i like to watch live news i do like to watch live news but yeah. if I'm 20 minutes late or a half an hour late or completely, you know, miss it altogether, I've got my DVR. I can watch it whenever I want on demand. And the same goes for 
the fact that even if I don't have a television and I'm on my tractor, I can still watch it on demand on my phone. So you just yeah. these, these big networks are really going to be suffering. I think to your point about you know the, the revenue models, it's all changing. Everything. Look at the magazine world. You and I both know the magazine world has changed. Yeah. They are now brands that need to have multiple touch points, whether it be live events and radio and video and TV shows and all that, because the magazine world just isn't what it used to be. This just no, it it's is, never you know? coming back either. I'm no, afraid. I, I don't think it is. I think we have. Uh, the ability to wake up like I did this morning at 2.30, uh, walk into the bathroom without stubbing my toe or hitting my knee, uh, come back out and, and watch a few good videos at 2.30 in the I'll morning. Hear you. you know. All right, we'll take a break. Stephen Cole-Smith joining us. You can find him on Haggerty.com and Grassroots Motorsports. This is The Drive. One more uh, talk with Steve right after this. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. I get no Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Our show brought to you in part by Dodge, and uh, we had the president of Dodge on earlier. Pretty cool. And, 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 you know, I was thinking, here we're talking about racing and what have you with Stephen Cole Smith. If With every purchase of a new Dodge SRT vehicle, uh, the Dodge SRT experience at Radford Racing School gives the new owners the ability to learn how to get the most out of their new performance vehicles from Dodge. So uh, if you buy a new Dodge SRT, it comes with it. And uh, if you've already got one and you want to learn how to drive better, whether you got a Dodge or a Viper or whatever other vehicle you might buy from Dodge, uh, you can still go out and take the school at Radford Racing. And they're in Chandler, Arizona. So... um, Thanks to Dodge for uh, sponsoring the show and, and working with Radford. Stephen Cole Smith is with us. Yeah, think- that's the that's the old Bob Bondurant uh, right. driving school. They've yeah. got a great facility out there. Oh, I love uh, it. Do it now before it gets too hot because it gets pretty warm in Phoenix, and they move that school up to about six a.m. Yeah, I think during the summer. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, you went to uh, a Porsche event uh, racing school of some sort, didn't you? What'd you do? Yeah, Porsche Experience Center is, uh, they've got one in Atlanta on the grounds of the Atlanta airport, which is where Porsche's North American headquarters is. 
and they've got another one in Carson, California, down where the blimp used to be, right. uh, just outside Los Angeles. And basically, you go there and you can tour uh, a little museum they have. You can watch them restore cars, but you can also drive cars on the racetrack as little as $450 for a drive and something basically everything Porsche has you can drive on that racetrack. Wow. But the cool thing about the one in Atlanta, they've built another track double the size of, if you add them together, they're double the size of, of the original track. And they've got an ice mountain, which you have to drive up and drive down. And it starts out, it's like 400 grit sandpaper at the bottom where there's plenty of grip and moves up to just solid glass and it's got water running down it. So you're trying to climb up and you got to have a really deft foot on the accelerator to make it up the ice mountain. And then you make it down and it's like skiing, man. You can go sideways, you can do anything and stability control saves you. And they've got a great big skid pad that's wet so you can get sideways there. You can basically drift all the way around it if you're good enough, which I am not. I spun out about 10 times. But uh, it's a blast. I mean, it's not that expensive. You have to go online to PorscheExperienceCenter.com, I believe, to uh, book the time. But it's, uh, it's open to anyone that wants to drive a Porsche. Oh, nice. You know, going to these schools, and, and you know this, and because I know it, at a certain point you were a, a sheriff or a police officer of some sort, and they, right. they teach you how to do these maneuvers because that's now your profession is to be – you know, a professional driver as well as a, a law enforcement officer. And the thing that people don't really get enough training in these days is driving. Remember driver's right. ed? When we were young, driver's ed was a big deal. And nowadays, yeah, you know, it's like you can't even hardly find a school that has driver's ed. you got to take a, a class of some sort with, you know, some, <laughs> some over-the-hill guy. These kind of schools really make a difference for people. That's why I, I thought I should huge talk difference. about Radford, you know, and the Porsche experience. Yeah, I think it's huge. I yeah. mean, if the first time you ever get sideways is on the road. Yeah, it's a mistake. And you don't know what to do. You don't know how to recover. It's not going to end well. Exactly so right. these guys show you how to get a car completely out of shape and you can safely spin out and you learn that you can turn just enough and give it just enough throttle to where it jumps back into place. You don't have to damage anything to learn. And it's uh, they have a program for young drivers, which is very valuable, I think, to teach them how to how to drive. Because like you said, driver's ed, even when I was going through it, there wasn't much of an ad to it. It was mostly classwork and driving around with a mad instructor in the right seat. (laughs) But this is really, truly, and and so is Radford. I've been through that school, not since it was Radford, but before. Yeah. But I'm sure they teach all the same things that is really valuable knowledge to have. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, RadfordRacingSchool.com on the web if anybody's interested. And Steve's right. Now is a good time while it's still a little bit cool because in Arizona, as you know, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. But uh, the difference between learning how to drive from an automotive enthusiast, which the instructors at Radford are, and a grumpy old driver's ed teacher is night and day. Stephen Cole Smith, Haggerty.com. Thank you, Steve. 
You be careful with watching videos on that tractor while you're out there, okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Speaking of that, I'm heading out. We'll see you guys all next week. Same time, same channel. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com.